ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿಶಿ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಕ್ಷತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಜಯತಿ ಪರಾಶರಸೂನು ಸತ್ಯವತಿ ಹೃದಯ ನಂದನೋ ವ್ಯಾಸ ಯಮಲಗಲಿತ ವಾಂಗ್ಮಯಮೃತ ಜಗತ್ತಿ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಶೇಷಂ ರಾಮಜ ಮುನಿ ವಾಯು ಚ ಮಧ್ವಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಆಚಾರಿತ್ರಯಮಶ್ರೇ ಓಂ ಹಂಸ ಹಂಸಾಯ ವಿಮಹೆ ಪರಮಹಂಸಾಯ ಧೀಮಹೆ ತನ್ನೋ ಹಂಸ ಪ್ರಚೋದಯತ್ ಓಂ ತತ್ಸವಿತುರ್ವರಂ ರೂಪಂ ಜ್ಯೋತಿ ಪರಸ್ಯಧೀಮಹಿ ಎನ್ನ ಸತ್ಯನ ದೀಪೇತ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಲಕ್ಷ್ಮೀರ್ಯಸರಿಗ್ರಹ ಕಮಲಭೂಸೂನುರ್ಗುರುತ್ಮನ್ ರತ ಪೌತ್ರಶ್ಚಂದ್ರಿಭೂಷಣ ಸುರಗುರು ಶೇಷಶ್ಚಯ್ಯಾಪುನಃ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾಂಡಂ ವರಮಂದಿರ ಸುರಗಣಾಯಸ್ಪ್ರಭೋ ಸೇವಕಾ ಸತ್ರೈಲೋಕ್ಯ ಕುಟುಂಬಪಾರಣಪರ ಕುರ್ಯಾಧರಿರ್ಮಂಗಲ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾ ವಾಯುಗಿರೀಶೇಷಗರುಡಾ ದೇವೇಂದ್ರ ಕಾಮೌ ಗುರು ಚಂದ್ರಾರ್ಕೌ ವರುಣಾನಲೌ ಮನುಯಮೌ ವಿತ್ತೇಶವಿಘ್ನೇಶ್ವರೌ ನಾಸತ್ಯೌ ನಿವೃತಿಮರುದ್ಗನಯುತ ಪರ್ಜನ್ಯಮಿತ್ರಾದಯ ಸಸ್ತ್ರೀಕಾಸುರಪುಂಗವಾ ಪ್ರತಿದಿನ ಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ ವಿಶ್ವಾಮಿತ್ರಪರಾಶೌರ್ವೌರ್ವಭೃಗವೋ ಅಗಸ್ತ್ಯಪುರಸ್ತ್ಯಕ್ರತು ಶ್ರೀಮನ್ ಅತ್ರಿಮರಿಚ್ಛತ್ಯಪುಲ ಶಕ್ತಿರ್ವಸಿಷ್ಟೋಂಗಿರ ಮಾಂಡವ್ಯೋ ಜಮದಗ್ನಿಗೌತಮ ಭರದ್ವಾಜ ಇಸ್ತಾಪಸ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ವಿಷ್ಣುಪದಾಂಬುಜೈಕಶರಣಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ ಮಾಂಧಾತ ನಹುಶೋಂಬರೀಶಸಗರೌ ರಾಜ ಪೃಥುರ್ಫೈ ಹಯ ಶ್ರೀಮನ್ ಧರ್ಮಸುತೋ ನಳೋ ದಶರಥೋ ರಾಮೋ ಯಯಾತಿರ್ಯದು ಇಕ್ಷಾಕುಸ್ಥಿಭೀಷಣಸ್ಥ ಭರತೋಸ್ತುತ್ತಾನಪಾದುಧ್ರುವ ತ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಭುವಿಭೂಭಜಶ್ಚ ಸತತ ಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ ಶ್ರೀಮೇರುರ್ಮಾಂಶ್ಚ ಮಂದರಗಿರಿ ಕೈಲಾಶೈಲಸ್ತ ಮಾಹೇಂದ್ರೋ ಮಲಯಶ್ಚ ವಿಧನಿಷದೌ ಸಿಂಹಸ್ತತಾರೈವತ ಸಹ್ಯಾದ್ರೈರ್ವರಗಂಧಮಾದನಗಿರಿರ್ಮೈನಾಕಗೋಮಂತಕ ಇತ್ಯಾಧ್ಯಾಭುವಿಭೂಧರಾಶ್ಚ ಸತತ ಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ ಗಂಗಾ ಸಿಂಧು ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಚ ಯಮುನಾ ಗೋದಾವರಿ ನರ್ಮದಾ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಭೀಮರತಿ ಚ ಫಲ್ಗುಸರಯೂ ಶ್ರೀಗಂಡಕೀ ಗೋಮತಿ ಕಾವೇರಿ ಕಪಿಲಾಪ್ರಯಾಗ ಕಿಟಿಜ ನೇತ್ರಾವತಿಯಾದಯೋ ನದ್ಯ ಶ್ರೀಪಾದ ಹರಿಪಂಕಜ ಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ ವೇದಾಶ್ಚೋಪನಿಷದ್ಗನಾಶ್ಚ ವಿವಿಧ ಸಾಂಗಾ ಪುರಾಣಾನ್ವಿತ ವೇದಾಂತ ಅಪಿ ಮಂತ್ರತಂತ್ರ ಸಹಿತ ತರ್ಕಾಸ್ಮೃತೀನಾಗನ ಕಾವ್ಯಾಲಂಕೃತ ನೀತಿನಾಟಕಯುತ ಶಬ್ದಾಶ್ಚನಾನಾವಿಧ ಶ್ರೀ ವಿಷ್ಣೋರ್ಗುಣನಾಮಕೀರ್ತನಪರಾ ಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ 
ಆದಿತ್ಯಾದಿ ನವಗ್ರಹಾಹ ಶುಭಕರ ಮೇಷಾದಯೋ ರಾಶೆಯೋ ನಕ್ಷತ್ರಾನಿ ಸಯೋಗಕಾಶ್ಚಿತಿತೈಯಸ್ತದ್ದೇವತಾಸ್ತದ್ಗನ ಮಾಸಾಬ್ದಾಋತುವಸ್ತೈವಿವಸ ಸಂಧ್ಯಾಸ್ತಾರಾತ್ರಯಸ್ತಾವರಜಂಗಮಾ ಪ್ರತಿದಿನ ಕುರ್ವಂತು ನೋ ಮಂಗಲಂ ಇತ್ತೇತದ್ವರಮಂಗಲಾಷ್ಟಕಮಿದಂ ಶ್ರೀರಾಜರಾಜೇಶ್ವರೇ ಆಣಾಖ್ಯಾತ ಜಗತಾಮಿಷ್ಟಫಲದಂಶುಧ್ವಂಸನ ಮಾಂಗಲ್ಯಾಕ್ಷುಭಾಕ್ರಿಯೇಶು ಸತತ ಸಂಧ್ಯಾಸು ವಾಯುಪಟೇದ್ ಧರ್ಮಸ್ತವಾಂಚಿತಫಲಂ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ನೋತ್ಯಸರ್ವಮಾನೀರಾಜರಾಜೇಶ್ವರೀ ಅತಿವಿರಚಿತ ಶ್ರೀಮಂಗಳಾಷ್ಟಕ ಸಂಪೂರ್ಣ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿಷಿ ಭದ್ರಂ ಕರ್ಣೆ ವಿಶ್ವಣುಯಾಮ ಭದ್ರಂ ಪಶ್ಯೇಮೇವಹಿತುಯುಧಾಯುಸ್ತಿನಯಿಂದ್ರೋವೃದ್ರಶ್ಯವಾಸ್ತಿನಪೂಷಾವಿಶ್ವ
as you know, Upanishad are really a gigantic uh, piece of literature which conveys the wisdom which is literally not possible to convey through the words, but that function is being done by Upanishads through the words only. That's why Upanishads are the great piece of literature in Indian tradition. So, especially we have already in the second chapter come to know that the Brahman, the what we call the reality, with so many examples, Arbindozi explained in down-to-earth way, from the blazing fire sparks of the same nature arise by thousand, O Somya, in the same manner the diverse beings arise from Brahman and they also dissolve in that. Upanishad talks about the very relations between this universe, this jivas and this Brahman because the famous the statement in the Upanishad Kasminno Bhagavo Vidyate Sarvam it is very very relevant and so important so so many mantras tries to answer the very question because by knowing what I can know this the whole universe is the statement the very object of the relation between the God, this universe and this man, what exactly the tattva means, the relations among this tattvatraya and all. In detail, the Upanishads try to explain us. I request Sri Aurobindoji to start with the talk on the Upanishads. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Jadavirji. Namaste. Welcome all. As usual, we will be taking a snapshot of what we have been discussed till now so that we have the continuity in today's lecture. So, let me start. Om Namo Brahmadibhyo, Brahma Vidya Sampradaya Katrubhyo, Vamsharishibhyo, Mahadbhyo, Namo Gurubhyo, Shankaram Shankarachayam, Keshavam Badarayanam, Sutravashi Kratau Vande, Bhagavantau Punapunaha, Yishwaro Guru Dhatmevi, Moti Veda Vibhagine, Yomavatyapta Dehaya, Dekshina Murtaye Namaha, Om Sri Guru Bhyonaha, Puntakopanishad, which is part of the Atharva Veda, also known as the Atharva, Atharva Upanavishya, is predominantly a Upanishad which is addressing those people who have been deep setted into the ritualistic way of life. So to translate or give the relevance to today's life, we are, we are not familiar with the rituals and the, the terminologies of the ritualists become slightly Daunting task for explaining the words in the Upanishad. Nevertheless, the underlying message is very clear from the Upanishad. Neither the 
actions or any desires can achieve that from where everything comes so the cause cannot be attained from the effect even though the effect can can indicate what is the cause is all about the cause cannot be attained but we will be able to know what is the cause that is what is the underlying message of the upanishad as uh, jadavji was mentioning the question of shaunaka the mahashala or the great ritualist who went to his preceptor or the teacher atharvana uh, angirasa is only one question kasminnu bhago vitnyade sarvam idam vitnyadam bhavati om sair teach me that knowledge or knowing in which everything becomes known the knowledge of everything is known through knowing one see there itself there is a hidden message which the upanishads want to say to all of us that in one you can see many that one knowledge or the knowledge of being that one from which everything becomes or everything comes becomes easy for anybody to understand why that question has got a relevance an example which is that if gold becomes ornaments to know each ornaments in its nature you don't have to analyze each of the ornaments you have to know only what is gold from which all the ornaments have come same way anything which is from knowing the water you know the ocean the cloud the the stream the river the lake etc they are all names and forms but the water is what is makes them their names same way kasminnu bhagavo vitnyade sarvamidam vitnyadam bhavadi knowing which everything becomes known can happen only if you know from where the everything comes and the everything the effect which is in the form of everything has to necessarily have the the cause from where things come so the normal material way of looking at it is there should be a material cause and an instrumental cause for making a pot you need the material of mud and you need an instrument the potter to make the pot but in the advaita that is a question how does it happen so for that there are explanations which are being deep embedded in the upanishads to take us to that level first the upanishads have to undo what learning we have done or what the ritualists have been firmly believing it that it is by action the results are coming that is a statement which is valid in a sense that actions gives result to effect but there is a state where the actions itself come from where does this actions itself get the source for so that is where the upanishad is started and to that explanation in the previous mundaka the mantra said that 
പരീക്ഷലോകാൻ കർമ്മചിതാൻ ബ്രാഹ്മണ നിർവേദമായ നാസ്തി കൃതകൃതേന തത് വിജ്ഞാനാർത്ഥം സ ഗുരുമേവാപിഗത്യമിത്പാണി ശ്രോത്രിയം ബ്രഹ്മനിഷ്ഠം ഇസ് ദാറ്റ് മന്ത്ര വേർ ഇറ്റ് വാസ് വെരി മെൻഷൻ വെരി ക്ലിയർലി മെൻഷൻ ദാറ്റ് പരീക്ഷ ലോകാൻ പരീക്ഷ മീൻസ് ഹാവിങ് സ്ക്രൂട്ടനൈസ് ദ ലോകാൻ മീൻസ് എക്സ്പീരിയൻസസ് കർമ്മചിതാൻ ഹു ആർ ഡീപ്ലി എംബഡഡ് ഇൻ ദ ആക്ടിവിറ്റി ഓർ ഇൻ ഡൂയിങ് റിച്വൽസ് ബ്രാഹ്മണ ഹു ആർ ഇൻ ടു ദ ആക്ട് ഓഫ് ബ്രാഹ്മണത്വം ഓർ ദ റിച്വൽ ഫോംസ് നിർവേദമായ ദേ ഗോട്ട് ഇൻ ടു എ സ്റ്റേറ്റ് ഓഫ് ഡിസ്പാഷൻ വൈ നാസ്തിയ കൃത അകൃത കൃതേന ദ സ്റ്റേറ്റ് ഓഫ് നോൺ ആക്ടിവിറ്റി ഓർ ഇൻആക്ടിവിറ്റി ഫ്രോം വേർ ദ ആക്ടിവിറ്റി സ്റ്റാർട്ട്സ് ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് ദ ബിഗിനിങ് ഓഫ് ദ സ്റ്റേറ്റ് ഫ്രോം വേർ ദ ആക്ടിവിറ്റി ടു സ്റ്റാർട്ട് വി ഓൾ നോ ദാറ്റ് ജാനാതി ഇച്ചതി യഥതെ If you know something which is existing, the knowledge is the prompter to have a desire, ichati. So that knowledge and the desire is the prompting factor for yatanam or the yagam or the kriya. So kriya has a beginning with from where the result is prompting desire. and that desire can happen only if we know the source of the existence of the knowledge now here what they are talking about akruta is the state of where the having completed all the actions because they have been lifelong doing the yajnas and yagas for different results putragamishti pashugamishti surgagamishti all those type of things plus the nitya naimittika karmas so they wanted to know that these things all karmas and whatever karmas they have been doing because they are in the peripherals of space and time the results also do not have permanency in it and they have been very diligently following the vedas where the purushartha has been mentioned as what are the purpose of life for humanity dharma artha kama moksha and moksha being the supreme what is the supreme moksha what they are talking about is the krutakrityata having done everything that is done need to be done for having taken this birth whereby you get a satisfied satisfaction that there is nothing more to be done now here this question of what is to be done and what is when is the state of krutakrityata or the satisfaction of having done things will come up from was not clear to these people because they have been deeply engrossed in the dictums of the vedas what is to be done what is not to be done and they found that whenever they have done that the results have been temporary in nature so akrutah means the state of non requirement of an action or the krita krityasya bhava krita krityata or the satisfied state of where all actions have been done cannot be achieved while pursuing actions actions can never get completed because it is a chain of events one after the other keeps coming so they got into a state of dispassion nirvedamaya that this cannot be achieved by action 
therefore they went to a preceptor guru meva bigach who is like a srotriyam and brahmanishta and that guru start explaining what is how it is to be understood for getting into the state of akritakrityasya bhava so tatetat satyam this is what i am doing is a truth yat sudipta pavakad विस्फुलिंगाः सहस्रशा प्रभवन्ते स्वरूपाः तदाक्षराद् विदिविदा सौम्या भावा प्रजायन्ति तत्र च एव अपियन्ति दिस वन स्टेटमेंट व्हिच ही गिव्स इन अ एग्जांपल लाइक द फायर गिविंग राइज टू मल्टीपल स्पार्क व्हिच इज इन द फॉर्म ऑफ फायर इटसेल्फ not different from the source of the fire yet when they subside when they finish that they go back into the state of the source where the fire has become invisible because in the visibility of the fire comes from the invisible source of the fire only when the, there is an instrument or upadi is concerned which we call it as the fuel or the indhanam and then the indhanam gets a fire the but the fire is there everywhere only thing is that the right conditions if it appears anything can be exhibiting fire in it either in the form of light and fire heat or just heat alone like that so these visvilingas or the sparks which are coming out from an existing which is sudipta which is brightly burning from the when the sparks are coming same way this bright entity which is all knowledge sarvajnaha sarvavit from that is what all the jivas and all the karmas and all the kriyas are coming from to prove that or to explain that to remove the you know deep rooted knowledge for the kar the, the those this mahasala shaunaka who is so much in the into the rituals he has to you he has found that he had to use the same terminologies which the mahasala shaunaka will understand because he is from the point of view he for him only he knows only rituals so those examples were used in the first six mantras by the rishi to explain the different aspects were the eight tasmat from that means from that source which is like the the fire gives rise to visvulinga or the spark same way all those things which we are seeing in this world lokaha is nothing but has come from that so in the last mantra the sixth mantra he said that even the yajun yajju the rig yajju sama all the three mantri vedas diksha yatnya cha sarve the diksha and yatnya are the dakshina and the and yatnya kratavo dakshinascha the type of rituals of both type of the rituals where there is sacrifice and where there is no sacrifice like the mantra ucharana is a non sacrificial yatnya whereas the homa aakuti etc is the one which is kratava which is for the oblations to be offered in the fire
samvatsara which is the time which is measuring all this time yajamana the one who is ordering you the yajna loka the one who are benefiting by that and who are coming for this yajna soma yatra pavate yatra surya for that the beneficiary the surya is the one who takes the oblations to the sky and soma is the one with the, as per the vedas which is benefit beneficial for the humanity by giving rise to the rains so this having explained now he is coming to the next mantra which is talking about the further similar aspects of the from the point of view of the rituals but related more related towards the uh, ordinary way of living life so here he starts with the ved tasmat cha deva bahuda samprasuta sadhya manushya pashavo vashamsi pranapano vrihavayaha tapascha shraddha satyam brahmacharyam vividhasya tasmat from that entity where everything has come is indeed the deva the celestial beings who are giving you various beneficial things when you do the propitiation appreciating over them bahuda samprayuta there are many type of lives which are there in the devas as well as manushyas and sadhya are the celestial beings manushya is the human beings pashava is the animals movables vasamsi is the birds who fly in the sky pranapana is both the the life and the breath in all these things which i have mentioned the manushya pashava vasamsi and also vrihavayaha is which are the grains which is growing in the for keeping these manushya pashu and birds alive that what is consumer as well as what is to be consumed all of them are coming from the tasma from that abhyandara purusha from where that that purusha or that brahman from where it is coming also tapascha shraddha satyam and brahmacharyam vidhischa in the yajna what you have been familiar with tapas the austerities which you do the shraddha the faith with which you have been doing the rituals of the vedas satyam then satyam brahmacharyam is to indicate the qualities for a brahmana which is required to who is entitled to do tapas and yajna he is supposed to have the qualities of satyam asteyam brahmacharyam all this all these qualities the truthfulness and celibacy and vidhischa which is being ruled which is being ordained by the the vedas so virtually he is not leaving anything which is outside the ambit of what we can understand which is which is not come from that one source then he goes to the eighth mantra where he says sapta pranaha prabhavanti tasmat saptarchishaha samida sapta homa सप्त इमे लोका येषु चरन्दि प्राणा कुहाशया निहिता सप्त सप्ता 
Now this shloka has got 11, many sapta sapta means indicating of many seven aspects which the, the ritualist is very familiar about it. He is talking about the satta prana. Prana here is not the, the vital layer, whereas prana here stands for the indriyas. The seven indriyas, what are the seven indriyas? Shankaracharya says in his commentary that what indriyas are there in the, in the head? Like two nostrils, two eyes, two ears. So that makes it six. And the mouth, which is for the chanting, the mandras, as well as for the taste. So all those things put together, sapta pranaha, is that prabhavanti. They come out of the, these indriyas are supposed to be the orifices or the spots in the body for sensation. But they themselves cannot perform unless the sapta archishaha, that seven flames, here the flames are depicting the energy of vision, energy of sound, energy of taste, etc., etc. So sapta pranaha, sapta archi, sapta archishihe, both have together make the experience of living for us. So not only that eye should be there, the eye should be able to see the object outside only when the archishi or the flame of that source which is the which is the energy for the eyes to see things can come same way the other our the other sense organs. Sapta homa then seven homas and sapta ime loka. Now here the sub seven homas and seven lokas are connected. How are they connected? The lokas here world is you can also take it as the objects outside relating to the sapta indriyas. So if you look at the world outside, then you can divide it into five of them. Sabdas Parsharasa Rupa Gandha. All those five sensory organs can only measure the world outside. So the world can be divided into five. Now here he said Sapta means to indicate that these through these seven orifices on the head, the world is being appreciated or consumed by the body or the individual. And that consumption is considered to be the homa for the, 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 the source, Satarchishi, because the Archishi is inside. The flames are inside, which is going through the orifices of the senses. And the world of objects returns back in the form of homa through the Archishi back to the source from where they are going. And where does that say, say, Guhashaya Nihita, in the guhashaya, in the heart, is that, that source from where these flames are going. And it is nihida, it is, cannot be seen, like when we are doing the oblation into the, into the yaga, you are not seeing the deva who is receiving it, but we only see the flame going up and the, supposed to be, the sunlight is supposed to be carrying it to the deva loka for giving it to the devas. 
so there is a hidden aspect which is in the yoga yaga same way in the body also consume assume that your body is a yaga shala where these are all the seven places and you are getting ahuti homa done to the the energy which is going out and the objects are the objects of homa into that body for the guha shastida and sarva bhutantaratma it is that atma which is residing in everything into that these homas are taking and sapta sapta means seven each so that du- duplication is sapta sapta is to indicate that seven, by seven by seven means each seven each then he goes to the ninth mantra atas samudra girayascha sarve asmat syandande tin saindavaha sarvarupaha atascha sarva aushadiyo rasascha enaish bhute tishtandi syandaratma andaratma tishtandi tishtate again the andaratma this atma like when the spark came out of the fire that spark also had the same fire as the andaratma of the spark same way when the entire creation took place therefore it is called sarva bhuta andaratma so bhuta means creation sarva means every creation sarva bhuta andaratma means in the in the creation in every creation it is there so they, that is what is called the andaratma so andaratma sarva ena esha bhutai tishtande so where now he is listing out where it is where it is, not only in the living beings he is now listing out the inanimate things also from that ataha samudraha the oceans are have come out from that girayascha the mountains and the you know hills and rocks and earth everything which you see survey all of them has come out from asma is only from that and then syandande originate sindavaha from the mountains is where the rivers are originating but the mountains have originated from him and the samudra together with the mountains is giving rise to the rivers adascha sarvaha the also that all sorts of aushadeha rasayascha aushada means the herbs or the vegetation which becomes the feeding requirement for the humans and animals and birds etc rasascha rasa means the taste in those food or in that vegetation or then in the in the food we take there is a rasa in the form of a juice which is available in them which is also is from the rain same ocean and the river which through the mud goes through the vegetation comes in the form of rasa in the vegetation so wherever you look there is a interconnectedness of creation whether we call it as separate that mountain is separate the river is separate the vegetation is separate etc etc there is an hidden underlying connection between all of them yena esha by which these bhutaihi all these creation tishtande they survive or they are maintained or they can only remain as what they are 
only if the antaratma is the inner atman is there for because of that indaratman is what all these things are happening and all this has come from where ataha means in the beginning where the first word of the mantra from that from that means from what it we have to go to the first mantra tasmat so that brahman from which just as the fire gave right to the spark all those these like samudra giri sindhu river aushada rasa all of them are coming from the same source only the the apparent multiplicity in the world outside is because of the name and form which they have been taking but if you really go into the depth of it we will find out that they have have all got the same source from where this thing now he is concluding this mantra of the first i mean the second mundaga of the second part by purusha evedam vishvam karma tapo brahma paramrutam etad veyo veda nihidam guhaya so avidya grandim vikirite iha somya purushaha eva idam this purushan is alone here in the form of vishwam in the form of world in the form of actions karma in the form of tapaha brahma the creator paramrutam the supreme paramrutam paramrutam etad dyoho this indeed vedaha knows nihiram gohayam in the heart of the inner heart so avidya grandim that not of ignorance gets destroyed vikrita hiha saumya one who knows ye vedaha the way the one who knows this the entire universe whatever names and forms and you know adjectives you want to use it in the form of animate inanimate by way of action veda even the upanishad the mantra the veda all of them have come from that o saumya o dear shaunaka mahashala veda you should understand veda tum veda tum veda means you should know that this is the, from the nihidam guhasim guhaya in the in the center of every atom of every existence in wherever you find a name and form that name and form survives or is existing because it is got this antaratma which is there in everything that is the reason why they all exist and they can exist only if this is and is present them otherwise they do not exist itself so one who knows this truth of how the one has apparently become many and that many is not separate from that one which has come but they are only the name and form for the purpose of transaction one who knows in his heart this is not intellectually 
appreciating and understanding. He should feel that presence of that one, not only in the world outside of the, all the materials and objects, everything, and that oneness which is felt within outside and within himself. One who sees that in the hidden, the hidden in the heart of yourself is not different from the every object which you have been experiencing in the world. Only in such a place, place you can destroy, you can, you can break the knot of ignorance. The one because all these appearances of multiplicity is only because of the ignorance. You do not know the truth. So you have to wait, you have to know, obey Tum Veda. Then that will destroy the ignorance within the individual. So this is the end of the Pratama in the in the in the in the this uh, in the Pratama Ganda where we have finished here learned our thing. Now if you look into the really look into the part which we have to cover today that has got a very simple aspect to be covered. That's why he says that in this, uh, no, wait one minute. Okay. Now in this one, we have to understand what he has been conveyed in by the Rishi in this one is one who knows that Purusha as the inner reality of or the core of everything, only such a person can break out of the ignorance. And unless you break out your ignorance, you will be always in the delusion of the reality of the multiplicity of the world. And then you will be treating them differently. This is the reason why it is important that when the, the teacher tells that with that, with the word Saumya, when he said that, with addressing that, with the love and compassion, the teacher says, you should know this in, not only as intellectual, but as also from your own experience, in then, then you have to, you will really be able to free your, break your, the Avidya Granthi. Avidya Granthi is what the Upanishads, all the Upanishads talk about it. It is that which is binding us to feel that we are separate from the world outside. We are separate from one another. We are separate from the Creator. We are separate. That separatedness is because Avidya Grandi, the knot of ignorance, what they call it. Now in the next next Khanda, they say that Siddhyande Sarvasam Seha, Vidyande all always all methods in which we can break or break ourselves free from that the freedom which which we talk about you know the absolute freedom moksham is only possible if we can break off break our ignorance from this point of view so therefore it is very important that we should understand these mantras from the point of view of ignorance removal not as rituals so Pariksha Logan, Karmajitan, Brahmana should know that how to get a dispassion only if he knows that the way the things with which for which he has been doing the actions. 
இதர் த ஆக்ஷன்ஸ் ஆர் மெனசிம் மானசிகம் வாச்சிகம் காயிகம் தட் இஸ் மைண்ட் வேர்ட் அண்ட் பாடி தீஸ் ஆர் த த்ரீ வேஸ் இன் விச் எனி ஹியூமன் பீயிங் கேன் டூ அன் ஆக்ஷன் எனி லிவிங் பீயிங் அண்ட் தே ஹாவ் காட் லிமிடேஷன் பிகாஸ் த கர்மா ஆர் த ஆக்ஷன் ஹாஸ் காட் ஃபார்ம் ஆப்பியம் விகாரியம் சம்ஸ்காரியம் all these type of methods in which you know from you can draw something you can convert like milk converting into curd or you can do purification either by removing the dirt from it like the metal getting purified or you can add quality into it by alloying like that you can add qualities to those who do not have education can learn education but that doesn't make him purer it is only making form of a conversion from an ignorant to a non person but the real knowledge has to come from from within that is where the experience and the knowledge becomes one the intellectual knowledge is only one aspect that what you learn from the intellect through the intellect from these upanishadic words if you do not know how to live those words this is not going to be your nihidam guhaya in your inner heart innermost heart it is that knowledge has not percolated into your your being unless it becomes your being this knowledge will remain as intellectual gymnasium and there are people who can bribe even by heart can talk about the upanishad or vedas or anything like that not only the upanishad and veda even science math physics chemistry and all but that doesn't become their own they the knowledge doesn't become themselves but here is a knowledge where it is talking about your own nature so unlike the other knowledge this is the knowledge where you can be the knowledge just not have the knowledge on your in an appreciation or the information level but you can be that very knowledge which you have been learning so that is what the rishi is going to take us in the next part of the same montaga dudiya khanda which we will do it in the next uh, next week wednesday and friday there are 11 or 12 mantras there also we will give that importance and on where the it is being dealt in detail so i'll stop here today's thing om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya பூர்ணமாதாயிருபியோ நம mantras today it's wonderful see always upanishads carry the ultimate wisdom with it actually see i may find 100 reasons to say that patrick is different jatveda is different raj is different arbindo is different that is different and this is we will find thousands of reasons to say that we are different but if i could get one reason to say that me and patrick are one me and raj is one me and arvindo is one 
that one reason we should firmly hold and just discard the thousands so one gives meaning to all the differences also here the upanishads talks about the very source very substratum everything whatever we call na everything is derived from that purusha only that is the grand message of this upanishad we have heard that sarvam khalvidam brahmam it, it, it is just like a commentary on that a statement very statement of sarvam khalvidam brahmam whatever we see whatever we touch whatever we feel everything has come from the brahman only arvind has told upanishad has tried to give almost all analogies it has taken the examples of each and every kind to involve to say that we shouldn't look at it separately it has come from the very apurusha because this is how we should look into the upanishads then only we will be able to understand the multiplicity we will be able to understand the oneness we will be able to understand the relationships among all the three that's how the upanishads talks about even in bhagavad gita it tells na brahmarpanam brahmahavihi brahmagnau brahmanahutam brahmaivatena gantavyam brahmakarma samadhina we will get here and there here and there the very grand messages the upanishads talks that everything is derived from the purusha the vedas the rik the sama are yajur all the knowledge not only the knowledge the very the initiation process of diksha the the ceremony which we perform uh, such as agnihotra and everything has come from that purusha see the height of thinking that's how the upanishads puts these things maybe the duration of ceremony the kind of the person who fit to perform that such a sacrifices everything has come from that purusha only the all the vedas see as we know the vedas are the bedrock of our culture it is the source for all our wisdom all our knowledge all our cultural activities whatever you say we connect to vedas okay even that has its own source with that purusha only it has come from that purusha upanishads is very clear very very clear about those things and we see that from the purusha many categories of gods and goddesses the vasus everything has come from we see we, we read it in purana we read it in shastra that the hiranyagarbha the chaturmukha brahma himself who, who, who comes from the lord you know the bhagavan narayana and all other gods and goddesses it has got its own source with this apurusha the parabrahman that's it 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 tries to convey through various tools and techniques to various uh, methods and various examples from the brahman the seven organs have come from him or derived the corresponding senses the perceptions also the objects they perceive the seven varieties of consciousness that follow everything comes from the brahman it it gives the very hint 
it it will not leave anything it it tells that all the mountains the vast oceans okay from brahman issue all the rivers big or small again from brahman arises all the even the vegetables essences sweet otherwise whatever it may be it 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 has it, it is the virtue of this existence only it has come from the purusha that is the from the antaratma only the very very brahman is universe purusha evedam vishvam the brahman is the universe he is all the work okay and he is also the astrity he is the supreme he is immortal and he is blissful he lies hidden in the heart of everyone oh soumya very very affectionately he calls soumya maybe one who has drank that somrasa is soumya maybe uh, he who knows the this sex of his bondage of ignorance okay in this very life again and again we have seen in the kata upanishads in other upanishads also it the stress of very in this very life that's how the upanishads in a grand way it 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 it, it gives the message thank you very much arvind ji for a beautiful explanation of all these things now the forum is uh, open for a discussion arvind ji will clarify uh, whatever the questions are uh, things he will clarify uh, please come to the panel and start discussing thank you very much rajiv you can uh, open the hand raising issue okay sir welcome bharat ji thank you uh, so much uh, jatavid for that uh, commentary and, and wrapping things up uh, so insightful and and we're grateful to have you um, you know help out um bindu uh thank you so much for taking the time and uh you you know as everyone will notice the notes in the pdf that's uh, copied above in the link uh bindu does that himself and prepares uh for these talks um and shares uh the knowledge from the upanishads and and his masters and i'm very grateful uh this one wasn't so exciting but it was a really nice one uh, bindo um it's amazing isn't it i mean this is thousands of years old these are simple truths but they're revealing the the real nature of the universe the real nature of abbas i can imagine anything more interesting than this right so bindo what um w- with the second chapter how how long will it take us to get through the second canto and uh to complete this and then uh to wrap up uh, the third chapter what mm, the speed at which we are going uh, one muntaka should have four classes because each muntaka has got two sections so each section will take two classes two days so the jutiga muntaka will finish it in the next week and then one more muntaka is left which will have another four more sessions and another two more weeks that means totally three more weeks will take for the remaining part of the muntaka upanishad when you when you look at these uh do you some of them are more 
uh, philosophical. Like right now, we're the the first um, few cantos that we've done. They're more foundational in terms of giving the setting uh, and the and and preparing. I would imagine for the the deeper knowledge that's uh, that the teacher wants to share in this one. Do you find that uh, that these are um, uh, they, that they might not be more philosophical, but but they're essential in uh, in in helping uh, guide the students. Yes, in the sense that you should understand the Upanishad is addressing to those people who are deeply engraved and entrenched in the ritualistic life especially in the Atharva Veda, you will find them, the requirement or the students and the masters, they are well versed in the, the Mimamsaka or Uttara Purva Mimamsa part of it or the ritualistic aspect. So unlike the other Upanishads where they directly go into philosophy, for example, we saw that in the Kena Upanishad, such direct will be not possible in the case of uh, Muntaka Upanishad and uh, in the Fresno Upanishad is mainly because of the background of the student to whom the teacher is addressing. But what I try to do is to replace the terminologies which the teacher has used for a ritualistic person. What will be a equivalent to a person today is doing a different ritual. It may not be a Vedic ritual today, but he also is a ritualist in the sense that he also has set norms and regulations for his doing his day-to-day -day life. So drawing a parallel between the two, wherever possible, but some terminologies you cannot have parallel because it is no more functional word in today's uh, world. So there, there I have no way but to explain that word as it is and then move on. So that is where, where these today's four mantras were more from that point of view because the terminologies like you know sapta 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 rishi sapta archishi all those things are mainly from his point of view but i brought it in, into in today's world of experience of that as the world of experiences this type of a parallel Meaning arrival is important for us to understand because the theme of the Upanishad is to remove you from the ignorance of taking the reality on what you are holding on to. Irrespective whether you are holding on to Vedic rituals or whether you are holding on to today's attractions or, you know, sensual engagements which we are doing with our sensory objects. But the theme of the Upanishad is to take you to the reality of these experiences which you think as real. As a limited reality, it has got a dependent reality. That dependent reality is what you should understand and look towards the dependency is resting word. Only then only you will know that the dependent reality is momentary and has got a limited life or limited value. When you go to that substratum or that the, the dependency where it has to be abiding, 
then you will find the unity that all the experiences have got the same dependency for their own existence. This is the only way we can remove the, you know, the ignorance of multiplicity being real and solid. It is not saying that the experiences are bad. Just as in the dream, we have multiple experiences, good, bad, ugly, whatever may be that. But there was only one mind which was projecting and experiencing the entire, entire world of objects of the dream. But we are unable to do that in this waking world because we do not know the situation while we are in the waking. Only in when you are dream, you cannot do that. You had to wake up to know that it was a dream. Same way, in the waking, if you want to know this, there is no way you can experientially know that. But drawing a parallel between dream and waking, the similarity being similar in the nature of projections and experiences, this can be also concluded. And then when you are interacting with the world outside, you will not interact with the with the separated feeling that I am separate and the world outside is separate. So I need to amass, aggrandize or have love or hate or good, bad, ugly, all these attitudes. These reactions of ours are coming out of our ignorance of seeing the separatedness. But once you get out of that separatedness and see that even within the family we are not able to do, even though that same father and mother would have given birth to three or four children. The children are not able to see the source is the same. We are of the same parentage. They have the separatedness. There also we are not able to do that. Because why? Because our likes and dislikes are different. And we think that my likes and difference is different. And my brother or sister's likes and dislikes are different. So she or he is different from me. But... Only when we look for a social or a function like a death ceremony of a parent or a place, momentarily we forget about this separation and we become brother and sister and do the job together. Do you need a, such a situation to arise to know that? Or if you know it well, why don't we do that? This type of a analogy will have to be brought in in today's world. But in those days, it was more of a ritualistic point of view. So this is where we have to make our education oriented towards the dependent substratum rather than the apparent dependent realities. You know, what's, what's nice is that it's clear from this that uh, this is foundational knowledge, the building blocks for creating that, that mind, but also what was illuminated what the importance of that, um, the holistic perspective, that there's no shortcuts to the knowledge, that it's a, it's a step-by-step process to bring, you know, about the, the, a comprehensive and, and uh, deep understanding of, uh, of, you know, this amazing reality. So thank you so much, amazing uh, session. Um, welcome, Bharatji and Dale. Nice to see you come up. Uh, and share. Bharat, why don't you go ahead? Namaste, Namaste. Uh, Harihi Om. Uh, Harihi Om. 
Arubindoji uh, for a wonderful talk. Uh, and namaste, pranams to each and every uh, distinguished panelist here for a beautiful satsanga. Amazing message uh, from the Mundaka. Uh, I, my, my curiosity was with the, uh, the Sapta Sapta Mantra, the eighth mantra. And perhaps I would love to hear a little more uh, from what I heard as an explanation given for the Sapta Prana, uh, the Sapta Indriya. While there is so much of oneness, um, for me it was a beautiful message that realizing the oneness uh, is easier said than done because the multiplicity, as you rightly put, is pretty strong uh, in its projection. And that is what we do see uh, very strongly. Right? Uh, they couldn't distinguish the Veda as, they, they couldn't compress, collapse the Vedas as one. Uh, while the message of all the Vedas is the same, uh, the Rit, the, the Yajus, the Sama had to be called out lately. But even more interesting for me was the distinction drawn between the two nose, uh, the two eyes, uh, the two ears, uh, to make up the Sapta Prana, the Sapta Indriya. Uh, why would, uh, you know, while, while the whole objective is to draw us towards that oneness, why are we distinguishing between the two noses while they are essentially the same? Uh, I would like to hear some thoughts, a little more thoughts on the Sarabhanduji. Okay, Varad, thank you for asking this question. I really wanted to dwell that on that aspect. In the technical sense, I quoted what the masters like Shankara has quote, explained in the their Bhashya. But I would like to put it in my own words. I will rather consider Sapta as Sapta Prana as the seven, the five Indriyas, which is the Sapta Sparsharasa Rupaganda. Sixth one is the Manas, which is supposed to be the Manasrashtan Indriyani. Again, I am depending upon the, in the Shastra for it. And then there is also a Ego, which is not the Jivatma, but that feeling of entity, which is the root from where the experiences are being called. So I would rather categorize them as the seven, not as the right nose, left nose, right eye, and left eye. Because I said that because Shankara had told that in his commentary. But if I, if I have to explain it, I will explain it this way that the five sense organs, which is with which the body is functioning, mind, which is giving you the entire illusory or the dream and the experiences of, you know, the inner experiences of happiness, sorrow, all those things, and the individuality or the separatedness, as I am separate from you, is also one of the pranas which i would call it as this is the five seven pranas i will bring into the picture rather than segregating right ear and left ear and right eye and left eye because that doesn't really make a sense 
from this is the point in which i would rather uh, you know write an explanatory note rather than going by that thank you very much mahodaya uh, would it then be safe to say uh, shankara bhagavat pada who has been one of the very strongest uh, uh, advocates the voices towards the oneness the aikyata uh, would it then be safe to say that while oneness is the absolute reality distinction is equally real yes in fact if you have completely studied his bhashyas especially for the explanation of sarvam kalidam brahma in the brahmadharya upanishad he brings in the category that the world outside sarvam kalidam brahma can be said that unless there is sarvam which is a reality the brahma which is indeed which is appearing as many the many has to is resolved as one only because the many is there otherwise the word would not have come that the world of experiences are many why he is referring to the oneness and the end of the kvash in the end of his commentary he said that one who sees sadatmana sarvam atmeva bhut in the form of existence everything is from the satchitananda existence and knowledge point of view the apparent separateness is in the name and form the name and form has no independent existence unless the existence of the substratum which on which the name and form can appear if the gold has not been there the individual ornaments name and forms would not have had any sense it would not have made a impact or they would not have been existing at all the pot got an existence only because the mud as a substratum was available or the mud pots multiple pots which you see also all of them have the mud as the truth same way even though the name and form of the world outside is different and we have the five sense organs through which we can measure five aspects of the same thing that doesn't mean the substratum from which their existence and awareness comes are separate the existence is one the existence exhibition of its existence is through awareness so awareness and existence are the same thing in two different aspects one is the beingness and awareness is the knowledge part of it so being and knowing happens only when there is existence and awareness for that being and knowing we give different names and different forms because of their apparent you know physical differences or their qualities adjectives so this apparent diversity is all like a thread holding on the flowers of a garland sutre manigana eva in the bhagavad gita 
like the garland doesn't become a garland unless the thread is there the flowers by itself cannot become a garland same way the experience of multiplicity of the world object world of objects cannot give a unified experience for the multiple people who are experiencing the multiple objects at the multiple time and they all have a common experience that shared experience is because there is a sharing of substratum which is like the thread holding on to the flowers of the garland that is why shankara said that both are real but in the multiplicity you should see the unity and in the unity you have to accept that multiple appearances can come if you deny that multiple appearances cannot come in the one the like you know multiple waves cannot come from the ocean if you deny that the ocean cannot have multiple waves but the ocean is only one same way the brahman can appear as many is so have to be accepted and what is the multiple appearances as the name and form of the world outside is all but the substratum of brahman only if you resolve these two together then advaitam is established thank you very much i love listening to all of you and every now and i put push the scissors so i can listen to some 30 seconds and review this later so i i'm from usa and uh yeah it's about all i have to say we have a vedanta society it's called western washington vedanta society and my uncle is a swami in that they have a retreat center uh north of seattle so people from vancouver and washington can go there um they've always had a teacher here we had a first teacher in vedanta society of western washington in the 1920s and the next one uh came in in the 60s and he's still alive and still running the vedanta society here in the USA well that's wonderful i'm up uh in british columbia when the border opens uh I'll come down but thank you for sharing that. It's wonderful and welcome you're always welcome. What we can do when they close the border on us is that we can meet at the gold at the um peace arch park. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. The park, yeah, yeah. So can I we can have our tea, we can have our discussion. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Hope to do that this year. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Patrick. but if i may be permitted i would like to sum up uh, the talk we had today um uh, with a quote from sri aurobindo may i yeah of course please yeah please 
um, it's the gist of the knowledge of his great magnum opus, The Life Divine. I'm not an intellectual, but I like to understand these thing, things through, um, what do you call, example and poetry. And um, I think my teachers would say that to understand Advaita through examples shows a dumb mind, which I am, and I admit it. But this quote is beautiful. It says, the world existence is the ecstatic dance of Shiva, which multiplies the body of the God numberlessly to the view. It leaves that white existence precisely where and what it was, ever is, and ever will be. Its sole absolute object is the joy of dancing. It was misquoted by, uh, I don't know, some Mr. Mahapatra, when uh, Fritz of Capra was, um, who borrowed this actually, this uh, uh, it, in his Tower of Physics uh, somewhere, and it was misquoted, and there was a lot of controversy. But I thought it was so relevant, so poetically put, um, about the one source multiplying itself numberlessly to its own view. Thank you. Yeah, that was um, that was beautiful as usual. I love uh, you sharing these uh, passages from Sri I I've learned that that the Rishi's interpretation and a great seer like Aurobindo, that insight provides just as much um, background and backing to um, to this scripture. Uh, as the original itself, it gives it context, at least for me, that it it paints it and it puts a perfume on the language in order for someone like me to understand it and to comprehend the deeper knowledge. He, yeah, his mastery is unequaled. The language of poetry it's so obtuse sometimes in Western poetry, at least the way that I've interpreted, but Sri Aurobindo, it's Jataveda started sharing it. And then your sharing of these, I think is such a great addition to, for us to understand these because they can be murky and he tears it apart so easily and, and gives us that, you know, real inner beauty. It's unequaled. So beautiful. I love you sharing these, Nitiji. It's so powerful. But then I would like to remind us that uh, all uh, scriptures are actually in verse. And in the Upanishads, I think it's the Isha, Kavi Manishi, where the one who's um, a thinker, Manishi, is also a poet, Kavi. And it's not the random poetry that we get to read, but uh, if you see the expression of this. Uh, people who have manifested this, uh, um, you know, this uh, in themselves, the spiritual uh, dimension, they all speak poetry, whether it's Rumi or Bulesha or anybody, or the Sufis, it's uh, Umar Khayyam, or all of Khalil Gibran, they are all very poetic. And I think that's very relevant because um, the truth is not structured. And the, it is simple, so simple, but it is not structured. And therefore, to break the, you know, the, you know, the uh, break the facility of pure reason, because when you say 
वॉट इज दट यथो वाचो निवर्तंते अप्राप्य मनसा सह और न तर्केन मतिरात्मने आई थिंक आई एम कोटिंग इट राइट और रॉन्ग आई डोंट नो फॉर गिव मी बट इट्स नॉट अवेलेबल थ्रू रीजन एंड देयरफॉर पोएट्री इज अ लैंग्वेज व्हिच इज आई एम नॉट सीइंग पोएट्री वर्ड्स इज अ लैंग्वेज व्हिच एक्चुअली कंप्लीट्स इट मेक्स इट होल एंड आल्सो आई वुड लाइक टू रिमाइंड दैट यू नो वी कांट एवोल्यूशन इंडियन स्पिरिचुअल ट्रेडिशन इज एन एवोल्यूशन एंड वी हैव टू सी द कॉन्टेक्स्ट इन व्हिच Uh, a great shankaracharya came and revived the whole of uh, avedic tradition and why ashri arbindo came why ashri ramanuja came why a uh, uh, what do you call uh, uh, shri madhvacharya came or nimbarkacharya we have to keep that in mind when we study these great texts each one has interpreted it in their own style but the truth is the same the foundational truth and the message of the upanishads is there is nothing called a spiritual life unless we have realized this oneness the singularity which lies uh, underlies the substratum like jataveda ji so rightly said which underlies all these ma- varied manifestations thank you yeah the um what i've learned from this and and having the the facilities of of the poetry is it's uh is that it helps me at least um get out of uh that cerebral trap the the intellectual uh trap and uh and pulls it pulls it out and so as you know for hindus this is a really great exercise to um to broaden the sadhana uh it it infuses the it infuses scripture with with context um and relevance to our daily lives so that we can you know break away from this because as nitya nitya ji will share uh, with us that it's it's pointless unless we can we can activate this wisdom in our lives and and bring about this great manifestation and keep context as as bindo you know tells us that it's a dependent reality um but but to enjoy it um to to see it for what it is but um but to rejoice in in the beauty and the splendor and diversity and magnificence of it Sri Aurobindo reminds us uh of that so poignantly. Hey, welcome Yogi. Yogi ji come. Namaste everybody and uh, uh this is the most important aspect I believe the goal in fact of uh, spiritual living uh, oneness <clears throat> uh non-duality and as uh, i would first uh, just uh, give my views about what nitaji was mentioning that uh, you know the scriptures how they are been <clears throat> a poetically uh, poetically been compiled the poetry which comes out uh, from the rishis and that's why uh, they are also called as kavis the rishis are called as kavis because uh, once the 
the mind is in harmony with the universal music and the rhythm is the word universe itself you know there is just one verse so when the mind gets aligned with that one verse that without getting its own versions of personalities of other kind of you know sense of doership then the music naturally starts flowing celebration naturally starts happening and there is no other way one could express the truth than being poetic so it comes very spontaneously and uh, that i feel blessed as well that you know it's something which uh, i i experience over here as well in a wonderful way uh, that poetic aspect and this uh, something which uh, the oneness is the core of uh, not just spirituality uh, but the essence of our relations as well uh, so i name this particular you know uh, in in my coaching in my teaching sharing uh, spirit of oneness and unconditional love s o u l spirit of oneness and unconditional love uh, this is something which the soul is longing for and the the love itself is the longing for our very existence l o v e and our very existence is just one that sat is just one but it appears as many is just due to uh, whatever instrument which we are interacting with there is there is the limitations but at the same time there is also a wonderful opportunity given in this human birth to see it as a limitation and at the same time enjoy the limitless by recognizing that all the appearances are of this the one just as you know various examples are given you know the appearances of uh, of the sun in the pot which the reflections is just of the one sun or the appearances of a man as a husband father as an entrepreneur as a talker as a speaker as an brother these are appearances but the man remains the same and that essence is 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 the root and uh, it's a wonderful play of this oneness which is happening uh, and the diversity i see uh, i see it is not just the unity in diversity the diversity is in unity itself both has to be recognized and uh, the recognition happens and uh, there is no other ap- option than just the celebration to take place so uh, yeah mandukya upanishad goes really technically deep into the waking dreaming and the deep sleep aspect and the beyond aspect as well and how that uh, that oneness is represented by that dot that source above the om symbol and uh, the three curves which represent the waking dreaming and the deep sleep aspect of the consciousness of the limitations which we experience and beyond it is the source so wonderful depiction given in mandukya once it is grasped experientially on the level of intellect heart spirit uh, it's it it unlocks the keys uh, to the joy and bliss of universal proportion yeah i just wanted to sprinkle some water on the poetry fire out of 
from, I don't know, to your dad. So basically what I wanted to say is there is no difference between poetic expression or analytical expression. Like uh, uh, both are same, I feel. So even that uh, understanding that uh, this way or that way is only way is also a kind of, it can be sometimes misinterpreted, but I totally understand where the views are coming from. But uh, the understanding is uh, they are not different, basically. The, the the poetic expressions are not different from any scientific or the Shastric expression. So the, the Upanishads are the best examples. They are both poetry and analysis. So I <laughs> just wanted to add that point. Yes, totally. Science itself, I see as a science student, physics graduate, seen that uh, equations, uh, the way in which it has to come to a right kind of equilibrium, uh, it's a wonderful poetry uh, which gets assembled and uh, gets compiled. So yes, uh, both Shastra and uh, uh, the the scriptures, uh, they have their uh, place in harmony itself. And where there is harmony, there is... uh, uh, poetry, there is science, there is uh, prosperity. Absolutely. Thank you. Srinivas, next time you'll share a poem. Sure, okay. sure. Just, just uh, for the benefit of all those who are not very familiar with the Sanskrit part of it, the word Kavi is an original word in the Sanskrit. It comes from the root, verbal root called cover. Which is means using sounds for description, explanation, and narration. Is the mean kavate is a verb. And what does uh, the Kalpadruma dictionary for Kavi says is that Kavate Sarbam Janati Sarbam Varnayati Sarbam Sarvato Gachadiva Kavayidi means Wherever, whatever is known, whatever is described, and wherever it is gone and seen, describing them or painting them in words is what a poet is. I think we can discuss more in the next room, but this is a very interesting topic. Like, there are a couple of things I would like to share, but yeah, not, maybe not here. Kind of. I just uh, uh, will read the four lines. Even in rags, I am a god. Fallen, I am divine. High, I triumph you when downtrod. Long, I live when slain. Such a beautiful poem. Some, someone will ask uh, the mother to explain. She tells that poetry is not to be explained. It is to be felt and not reasoned about. The poetic inspiration is above reason. It must not be made sink into the domain of reason because it will get spoiled. It is to be understood by an internal contact much more than by the words. Thank you. We will... Om Shri Guru Bhyoramaha Harishi Om Om Bhadram Karane Vishwamayama Devaha Bhadram Pashe Maksha Virajatraha Stirai Rangai Stuvagam Sastanubihi 